Welcome to another episode of ASX Market Goss. For about 30 minutes, we're going to dig a little deeper with ASX listed small cap company, their focus, the future, the highs and lows, and what's next. And part of that conversation is to get to know our guests at a personal level, their experiences, mentors, slips and slides, even down to their copy of choice in their footy team or sporting team they follow and life away from the share price and the investment decision making. And today's guest is Simon Ely. From M3 Mining, ASX code M3M, you're the Executive Director and we appreciate your time today. Thanks very much, Tim. Company going well? Yes, we are. We've had a, we've had a very positive turn of events the last month or so, so we're, we're very excited at the moment, yeah. More on that in a brief moment. How do you, a lawyer, get involved in this space? Uh, good question. Uh, not one I've been asked for a long time, actually. Um, so I started out late in law, um, but always with a view to get into the, the mining space, not, not specifically the junior mining, but um, it's certainly been um, a rich area for me uh, personally and professionally uh, over the last, well, coming up now, 20 years or so. So uh, it's, uh, it was a bit of a, a road at the front end and the back end of the, the legal framework, as in you know, putting together agreements and then fighting about them, basically. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, since then, worked with a couple of uh, very well-known people um, that have shown me how to do things, how not to do things, um, and what it takes to actually get a project up and going, surround yourself with the right people, be adequately funded, etc. In a moment, we're going to find out about some of those projects and that exciting news that uh, you mentioned. But just tell us, what's your number one role as Exec Director of, of M3 Morning? Um, really, it is, I suppose, making getting the market aware of what we're doing, uh, the strength of our team, uh, making sure we're adequately resourced, and I'm not talking just funding now, I'm talking about making sure we've got the right people um, and contractors with us, um, and I think uh, constantly on the lookout for other opportunities that are you know, value accretive. The word gets used a lot. Uh, it's very easy to say. It's hard to do. Um, so you really need to have your ear to the ground mm. um, a lot and be talking to a lot of people and be very open to opportunities. Tell us a bit about the structure of the company and those who are the decision makers. Right, well, we're pretty unique. Um, we've got a, just over 46 million shares out. Uh, we started with just over 35. Um, we've been very leanly run um, since we, we listed just over two years ago now. I think it's actually two years coming up in a few days' time. Um, chair is Russell Davis. Uh, his name is synonymous with Gruyere, and rightly so. Uh, he's a wonderful chairman, uh, very considered, uh, very even uh, and impartial. Um, if he's got a view, you'll, you'll know about it. And um, he's uh, very, very highly regarded. So every time you open your mouth and talk about Russell, it's you know, incredibly warmly received and well received. Um, Eddie King, engineer, um, got a fairly strong reputation uh, for raising funds for good projects and again, surround himself with really good people. So uh, very good project generator uh, and very active in the space, the junior mining space. What's the long term for the company? As you say, it's only been going for a couple of years. What's the, what's the long term look like? Um, well, ideally, we'd like to see, uh, I suppose what we, we'll talk about in a minute, a project advance to a, to a mine, a resource, and then potentially a mine. Um, whether that's you know, organic, as in with our current asset portfolio, of which we've only got two, but we're fairly comfortable with both of those. Or we um, branch further afield, um, and really we have the blinkers off in that regard. So we're not, uh, um, I suppose we're, we're 
commodity agnostic. We, we don't really mind. It's really uh, open slather. But it is, it is indeed with this structure, we've got a lot of, a lot of uh, potential to be able to raise some funds for the right project and then, and then see that project through to a development and eventually production stage. Simon Ely is our guest on ASX Market Goss and we're, we're talking M3 mining. You came in uh, very buoyant today because the news is good for, for what you're doing at the moment. Just to let our listeners now know, a couple of weeks on by the time they hear this in regards to uh, what the fines are and what the, the reports are. Yeah, well, it's it's at the moment it's all about the El Capitan project in... Um, Edgetina. Um Look, I think if, if I can step back a little bit, we I haven't talked about our geologist, Austin Gow, but Austin Gow is really the person responsible for what we've got at El Capitan at the moment. Just due to his dedication and enthusiasm, um, we actually ran a program in May. The program was due to finish in about three weeks' time. It ended up finishing about halfway through, 10, 11 days. Uh, and rather than packing up and coming home, um, Austin asked if he could continue out there with another couple of fences that he wanted to drill um, and that's when we came across El Capitan. So really it was a, a consequence of his enthusiasm and um, desire to keep drilling and, and keep on moving with, with uh, some air core drilling. It's scout drilling, you know, it's early stage. But uh, that came across the initial hits on the four metre composites that were pretty eye-watering. Um, uh, probably some of the best grades you're going to see this year ahead of the one metre samples we'll talk about. But really, um, it was uh, very, very encouraging, exciting, and we're, we're right along strike from some pretty big deposits. So, you know, the stars were aligning pretty quick. Um, what does that do for the, the buoyancy of the business and the buoyancy of the group and, and your investors and your shareholders? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a pretty, pretty noticeable change in terms of everyone's focus on us. Um, and I, I suppose I can use an example here. Uh, the, we received the results, I think it was very late on a Tuesday or Wednesday evening, um, uh, the following day, uh, and I didn't know we'd received the results at this stage, the following day where I was meeting with Russell to, and Austin to discuss a, an acquisition, a pretty serious acquisition actually, we were going to pull together a, a bid. And um, I walked into the office and Austin was a little bit bleary-eyed, but Russell was bouncing out of his seat and, as I said a minute ago, he's a very considered, even gentleman and um, and I said, I actually asked him, I said, uh, are you okay, Russell? Are you, are, you, are you excited about this acquisition? He said, no, 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 just, just talk to Austin, talk to Austin. And I looked at Austin and I said, what's going on, Austin? And he said, oh, just have a look at this and he pushed across the grades that we got from the first pass, excuse me, the four metre composite samples and... Uh, Russell said, we're not talking about acquisition, mate. We're talking about El Capitan. So just forget the acquisition. So, you know, on, on the back of that, um, Austin again, to his credit, raced straight out to site literally that day uh, and collected the one metre samples to resubmit to get the results that we released uh, coming up two weeks ago now, maybe a week ago. And, um, um, yeah, we got this that stunning result from that. And it was due to, due to again, you know, Russell encouraging uh, Austin to, to you know, further, I suppose, analyse and get an understanding of how good this El Capitan prospect really was. So, And on the back of that, he had an afternoon to reorganise some drilling, which he did, and uh, we went drilling straight away, basically. So it's, it's, changed, it's changed markedly, and we've seen that. I mean, we come up, we come up above our, our IPO price, which is great. We're nowhere near what we should be. 
Um, and I say that mainly because of the people that are around me. And it's, it's Russell and Austin for sure, but we've also got some pretty heavy hitters that are in the background helping Austin and Russell in um, Ziggy Lubinecki and uh, Chris Newman. Um, is Austin tapped for the pay rights? Is he? Uh, he got one just before, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he got one just before and... Um, <laughs> We actually went all out and we bought him a phone. Um, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and look, he—he's—he's he's just a—he's a wonderful, wonderful young man. He's—he's—he's he's, uh, he's a pleasure to work with, and the whole team rates him very, very highly. And I mean, you'll listen to this, and you'll probably ask me for another one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we—we—he's—he's he's got some really good mentors around him with those three other gents, as I mentioned, Russell, Ziggy, and and Chris. And he's very frank. Um, he's, he's not afraid to share his position and, and share his view. So we're, we're very, very fortunate. So those results have come in and you're obviously very much up and about and yep. obviously uh, everyone is keen for where this is all going to take. Whereabouts are we talking? Where, where is Edgerdina? Talk to us about so where people are listening to this going, where are you talking about? It's in the best part of the world. It's 150 k's northeast of Kalgoorlie. So we're a long strike from the Caruso Dam, you know, over two million plus ounce deposit uh, resource, rather um, mined by Northern Star. Everyone knows Northern Star. Mm. There's other deposits around us. Infrastructure is great. Access is great. You know. So what are we talking? We're talking about a potential resource and then a mine. It, it is as simple as that. And you know, we've we've been out there, as I said, to finish this uh, the second round uh, of drilling, following the initial results to the north and south, following some other soil anomalies that that uh, helped us identify El Capitan. Um, so we're pretty obviously keen to see those results. Uh, at the same time, we're, we're, uh, we've got a drone mag survey starting um, Tuesday or Wednesday next week. So this is you know, towards the end of July um, to better define, and we think we can better define where to drill next. And beyond that, it will be a question as to whether or not we go out and do some more AC and some infill AC drilling, air core scout drilling, or we do some deeper drilling. We're pretty keen to go RC drilling at this stage, based on what we're saying. So tell us, so again, for a layman and for those yep. listening, and, and you, the, the, as I said, the, the enthusiasm that you're sharing this news um, and, you know, your, your hardcore investors and shareholders will already probably be aware of, of the feedback and, and the like, but there's obviously new people around who want to get involved in stuff like this. What does this actually mean? What does it mean, the, the strike and the, and, the, and the reports and the grades and, and that sort of stuff? What does it mean to the future? Okay, well, the strike length we're looking at over one and a half k's. The future is looking at an open pit resource potential with obviously underground to come. The heat was only at 27-odd metres. Um, and the other anomalies along strike are similar to the ones that we got from to get El Capitan. So mm -hmm. really the future is, I mean, you know, we're incredibly cheap at the moment, if I can talk about the, the money factor. Um, and I think we're well funded. We The next round of drilling and the next round of works we're completely funded for. We're running very lean at the moment. We're still running lean. Um, but if we get on the tail of a tiger, um, you know, we're going to have to resource up and we'll, we'll be out there with multiple rigs trying to drill this thing out. So, you know, and we're in an area that knows mining, you know, to say to say Kalgoorlie is obviously synonymous more with mining than anything else and, um, and gold in particular. So mm -hmm. um, unbelievably well resourced and placed to build a mine. A lot of people have sat in that chair and we, we speak about lithium and rare earth and all the other uh, mining, but, and a lot of people, and numbers have, I know you've heard a couple of the old podcasts uh, in the early days of ASX market gossip, 
have spoken about gold, but gold doesn't seem. I mean, I, when I talk mining, I think gold straight away. That's my that's my old school, yep. you know, nineteen sixties uh, <laughs> baby who just thought, oh, it's all about gold. Um, this is. This is big. I'm, I'm hearing big about gold, and, and we haven't had many people sit in that chair and say that over the last 14, 15 weeks. Yeah, I'm, I suppose I'm, I'm a gold bull, um, and there's a whole reason, range of reasons for that. It does have its ebbs and flows, um, but it generally always comes back. It, you just got to be patient. Um, you've got to surround yourself with the right people. You've got to have that technical, and I've, I've found this on a number of occasions, mm. if you've got the right people around you, you will be successful. Mm. Um, and and something that probably is not said often, um, but but needs to be said, I think, is patience. These things don't come uh, quickly, and they come through a fair bit of um, think time uh, and analysis. By the technical guys, that actually need to sit back and lift their heads up from the page at the time and 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 look at it. But certainly, you know, I maybe a bit boring in terms of how I've gone about what I've done personally. Um, or sorry, more professionally, I've really been focused on gold. Mm. Um, my, my successes have been more gold focused than anything else. Where's copper in the setup? Uh, copper, yeah, we we still. I've got a soft spot for VB Victoria Bore, which is what you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, probably shouldn't admit this, but um, I pushed uh, our geo team to go out there and drill probably a bit quick, um, and as a consequence of that, we've we've had the results we've had. We still there is some base metals there. Um, you don't get these kind of um, super gene events without some kind of source, as I understand it. And um, we're thinking that we've been drilling to the north when we should have been drilling to the southeast. But and there's some work that's been done uh, on some ground to the southeast that we we will be releasing once we get a bit more time and we I suppose get it, uh, our heads up from the page from El Capitan and and allow ourselves time to do it. But at the moment, it's just a bit of a go slow on VB because the El Capitan really is the focus. We're talking that's up in the Onslow up there. Yeah, so we're in the kind of southern Pilbara area, yeah. yeah. I've got an Onslow story. I, I went up to call the Onslow Cup race meeting one oh, yes. day and they sent me up there and they gave me this beautiful accommodation. I was there with my then girlfriend, a beautiful accommodation. We just put our bags in. We said, oh, how good is this, Onslow? And it was fantastic. Then they tapped on the door and said, sorry, we put you in the wrong place. And they put me into a donger. It was horrendous. <laughs> it was the worst experience of my life, <laughs> apart from the race day. So I went from chocolates to boiled lollies very quickly. That, <laughs> that is my that is my Onslow story. Simon Ely is our guest, of course, uh, Executive Director of M3 Mining and ASX Code M3M. And so far the chat has been all about what they've been doing up there in Cal. Let's talk about you, and we'd like to take it a little bit uh, personal if we can. And what's the first thing you do when you put on your work day hat um, and you dust yourself off, you might have had a shave, you've had a shower, you're ready to go. What's the first work-related job or chore you do? Uh, well, I think it would be the same for anyone in my position to just check the emails overnight. <laughs> Um, it's pretty pretty standard. Invariably, there's a there's a bit of traffic, um, and you know we we are as I mentioned looking at projects all over the place. So there's a few international contacts. Ah, this is yeah. So th- this yeah. is the thing where we, we we talk about you know predominantly as you saw the, the VB copper and of course um, up there El Capitan. That's in WA. Correct. So your time frame and time codes is easy. But when all of a sudden you start to branch out and go overseas, Correct. your work time clock is very different. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes the morning starts a bit later than normal because I've not got to bed until the early hours of the morning. So it's um, 
it's yeah, the day is very varied. I mean, I I actually truly love getting out to site, um, whether it be Victoria Ball or more obviously El Capitan. And I was out there with the entire team recently, which was just the excitement was palpable. Um, but I'm the bugger that carries the bags around and you know, ferries the food and water for the guys because I've got not much else to contribute while I'm out there. So, <laughs> but I really enjoy it. I really, really enjoy Why it. Why do and you do that? Is that do you? Is it just great to 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 actually have an investment in regards to what they're actually doing out there? I'm pretty. I'm pretty comfortable with what they're doing. It's more uh, understanding the lay of the land, but also uh, when 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 it's really humming and and Austin has got an amazing system with the way he sets up, he generates an awful lot of information um, and is recording an awful lot of information for every metre that's drilled, even on an air core. It's, it's, so every pair of hands really is, is uh, of assistance to him, which is obviously my primary focus. But also, um, um, I've got to be careful what I'm going to say here, but um, <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone. Um, the excitement is palpable and when you get people around gold... There is such a thing as gold fever, and geologists on a new discovery, with all due respect to, to my team and any other geologist for that matter, it is it is very exciting and it's very hard to disguise. So it is infectious. It really is infectious. And um, I mean, we were as cold as hell out there in this last program. I mean, there's some pictures where we look like we're in the Arctic. I mean, it's there would have been three or four degrees literally. And here's Austin, sieving you know, in bare hands uh, in order to get an idea of the mineralisation we're hitting. And um, so that's the, that's the level of, of interest and uh, enthusiasm that we're getting. And even, you know, Russell uh, and Chris and Ziggy all wandering up and down strike and taking various readings. And, I mean, Ziggy is uh, quite the explorationist. And um, to watch him, watch him work, watch him think, and then, you know, as you say, uh, Put it in layman's terms. It really gives you an idea about what they're looking for and how they look, how they're going about it. Mm. And then later on, when you do get the results, you can actually it all kind of comes together. And I'm learning more and more uh, from from Russell and, and Austin and Chris and Ziggy you know, on a weekly basis. It's happened pretty quick. It's only been a couple of years, haven't it? Yeah, years? yeah. Well, I think as I said, it was a bit of a surprise, Tim. It was. It was. I mean, um, a lot of other people uh, would have just stopped that program and come home early. Um, and so we were, we were, you know, not not ready for it, I suppose. But the the I I think the the amount of work we did, which I go back to my previous comment, these things just don't happen. They do the guys do need some time to just sit back and um, assess the data, analyze the data, discuss it, and uh, have it up on the screen and all talk about it. And I'm the one that asks all the dumb questions. So there's always a little bit of time spent on educating the the uh, ill-informed. Um, welcome to the, welcome but, to the club, mate. That's why we do this. <laughs> that's why we do this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making you look like an absolute brain surgeon <laughs> at the moment. But it, it is, it is. But it, again, it's a real credit to to my team that they, well, one, they can make it relatable to me, but more particularly when I know when when they're out of sight. Now I I've got a an immediate um, uh, acknowledgement of what what Austin needs, and you know I know when he's also under pressure and I'll, I'll ask him if he needs any more assistance or he needs different assistance or something else. So it's, it's you know, I'm, I consider myself to be incredibly fortunate in that regard. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm. It's a, it's, it is a great story. Uh, Simon Ely is our guest, M3 Mining, ASX code M3M, Executive Director, but a man who likes to get his hands dirty and get the, the feel of the of the world underneath his boots, I'm sure. Uh, when sent a message, it said here that you got those cracking results and we've really talked about it ad nauseum here on the podcast, but it, uh, I'm told it's testing a new theory. 
have you covered that off? What's the new theory? It's more to do with the assay method, yeah. Okay. Um, so because of the ultra-high grade, uh, and we struggled with that with the title, to be honest, Tim, when we put it out. I mean, we 2,300 grams per tonne is, is um, stunning. And we obviously hit a nugget, so there's no there's no shying away from that. But um, ver- the normal methods of uh, assaying for gold aren't good at detecting that high level. So we're, we're now thinking a, a better way of assaying in order to get better results, more consistent results, in order to determine you know how we how we test this thing along strike. And you know, it, it's making sure that there's some consistency in some of the the fences that are drilled to the north and the south. And if we get some of that consistency, then we know. We're in the rough, rightly the rough area. I think, I think the the true test will be with the deeper the deeper holes, the RC, and then hopefully, obviously, diamond. When you walk into an office and there's a white wall, and we're sitting here doing the podcast, there's a white wall. What's the what's the what's your um, your mantra? What's your what what what's, what do you work on when you if you were to write a, a catch cry for you yourself, your your work ethic, and how you go about your business? Um, it really is. I've, be, I've become very frugal, so I'm very cost-aware all the time, uh, and thankfully the rest of the team is as well. Um, it's where we are um, playing with other people's money. Uh, I shouldn't use the word playing, but effectively we're, we're using shareholders' funds in order to further the, the value of the company. And by spending some money, the, the ultimate question for me is how can I turn that dollar into 10? Um, it really is as simple as that. And I think... Um, you know, we, we still have uh, some work to do at VB for sure and that could act, add some serious value but the immediate focus on turning that dollar into 10 is El Capitan and I think we can do that. You know, we, we're going to have some um, issues with programming with this new, new act that's just come in um, but again, we're across all of that and we're a little bit ahead of the curve but I think, you know, in relatively short order if El Capitan turns out to be what it is, that, that dollar will turn into more than 10. Unbelievable. It's an incredibly positive uh, word we're getting here today. Or, okay, a little bit about you. What's your coffee of choice? If oh, very basic, Tim, just a flat white, mate. Flat white, yeah. yeah. Nothing. Do the almond milk or the soy. I'm boring, mate. Yeah, built, no, I'm with built, you. Built for comfort, not speed. Mate, it's like looking in the mirror, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got that covered. Uh, sport of choice. What do you What do you like sport-wise? Uh, big footy fan. Not so much at the moment, and you'll ask why. You're a West Coast yep. man. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. But I'm a diehard. I mean, I'll, I'll stick with them. Yeah. Yeah. Are you dealing with the pain after four pre- premierships and and the like? It's it's a tough if it's tough, if it's a tough road, isn't it? It is tough, but uh, thankfully I've got three young kids and they all just change their teams as it suits them. So, um, who are they got at the moment? Who are they? What's what's? Well, unbelievably, my daughter goes for Collingwood. Um, Nothing wrong so, with that. They're good. <laughs> They're oh, very good. Um, uh, my youngest guy uh, flips and flops between Brisbane. Lions and Fremantle, <laughs> um, and my older boy goes for. Well, he's more of a West Coast, sometimes Melbourne. Okay. So yeah, yeah, he kind of. I work it fairly out consistent. Yeah, I yeah. work it out for themselves. Yeah. Um, again, you've talked about three young children and the like, and your passion for for footy. What else? What, what other interests have you got? Are you a do you play sport? Uh, I like trying to keep fit. I didn't look after myself for a while, but I've, I'm trying to keep fit now. But probably my biggest. Uh, failing is being on the water. Okay. So anything to do with boating or uh, anything fishing? to do with water. Yeah, a little bit of fishing. Yeah. Sometimes you can spoil a good day fishing by putting hook on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> bait on the hook. Yeah, uh, yeah very true. Yeah, very true. <laughs> uh, and what about, do you, are you a boaty and yeah. so you've got your own? Mm, mm. And do you get out, do you, are you, do, are you a you know, rotto 
Yeah, yeah, we like we like Rottnest. Um, we 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 head Fairway South as well. We go down to Quindalup a bit. Okay. Um, been down to Rockingham and and elsewhere's. The 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 goal is to go north to Abrolhos and beyond. Read. Are you a reader? Uh, I do a fair bit of reading during the day. So yeah. you know, and not not most of it. Most of it is pretty boring. If you turn on Netflix or some form of um, streaming service, what what would you be watching? Oh, my favourite at the moment is Ted Lasso, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I uh, rate that one highly. Otherwise, it, you know, I hate to say it, but I'll sit down with the kids and watch what they're watching yeah. and enjoy what they're watching as well. Um, not not a hell of a lot. No. Uh, well, I've got a granddaughter, right. two, and uh, she lives with us. They live with us, mm-hmm. the, the parents and and her. Poor Patrol's bigger in our house, mate. Right. Poor Patrol. Right. You okay. probably passed the Poor Patrol station with your <laughs> kids, but if uh, yes. I hear the word Poor Patrol gone par, Poor Patrol gone par, <laughs> and I just try and get out of there as quick as I can, but <laughs> sadly uh, I, I move a little slower nowadays. Um, have you got the work-life balance? No. Okay. No. Is that no. an issue? Um, look, it is a little bit. I mean, it's, I'd like to spend a bit more time with them and be a bit more around with them. Uh, if I'm being brutally honest with yep. myself and everyone else, yep. um, but I, do, I mean, I, I really enjoy what I do. Um, I'm not in it for a paycheck. I'm in it for the value creation. Um, so you know, and we talk about it. Um, the kids are old enough now to understand a little bit more about it, and they appreciate that every now and again, you know, I can't, I can't be with them as I go to bed, or you know, I'm on the phone, or there's there's uh, other stuff going on. I don't I don't travel as much as I used to, which which is good. And if it is, it's generally speaking two or three nights, so not long periods of time. For a while there, it was extended periods. But it happens though, mate. That that th- th- it, this happens in life. I mean, my career was the same. Yeah. Breakfast radio, events right. on weekends. It's uh, and I'm not saying the kids the kids are sort of. It's not saying they're thrust into it. It's it can be a little bit difficult, and we mm. all like to spend more time. But yes. The big picture is they probably will benefit. Yeah, oh, look, I, I, we talk as I said, we talk about it a little bit. It's, it's kind of a, a goal in order to make you know them allow them to have the life that I'd like them to have mm. and all the opportunities that I had as yeah. well. Um, and that you know they'll also know that it doesn't come easy. You know? mm. So I think there's there's a bit of a lesson in that. So my my biggest thing at the moment is that you just don't click your fingers and get what you want. You've got to practice and you've got to earn it. So you know my my youngest is a pretty gifted. Uh, footy player and um, in fact all the kids are my oldest boy is a really good soccer player my girl is a brilliant water polo player nice Um, but I've always said to them each of them on different occasions you know in order to get better you just don't go to training and train you've actually got to do your own you've got to practice so it's the same thing with Mm. me I've got to just yeah I like it it. I like it mate hang in there I I, I like it it's not an easy world being a Dad, <laughs> or mum, no, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they work it harder than all of us. Mm. All righty, short, mid, uh, and long term. Well, let's go long, mid, short term for uh, M3, um, and just tell us in M3 Mining. And just uh, again, I'll give you an opportunity to pitch to possible people who've listened to this podcast. And I tell you what, they're probably already dialing in because I think they're up and about already with uh, <laughs> what you've been speaking about. But just tell us about the the long, the mid, and the short term of the company. Oh, the long is easy. The long is to build a mine. And by long, I mean, you know, you're talking five years here. Um, I think, you know, uh, that would be the ultimate in order to have uh, an operating um, open pit mining. So there's your patience. Yep, exactly. So, uh, well, that'll be the mid then is stepping back from that is obviously a fairly significant drill out um, to create a resource. I mean, 
everyone's got this magic number of a million ounce resource these days in their head. Um, to be frank, I don't know that we need that with the nearby mills that we've got. Uh, we're not, we probably won't be, would not be a standalone um, due to the proximity to some other operations. But whatever that number is, it's going to be north of a half a million ounces. So that's a fair bit of drilling and a fair bit of time. And certainly the short term really is to just, excuse me, um, really focus on uh, defining the strength, the strike length of this thing um, and making sure that we do have a high grade open pitable resource. Um, and then uh, I would say that there's a very good chance that we'll be acquiring something as well in the short term. Oh yeah, how's that acquisition going after you got shut down by the chief? What happened then when he said, no, we're not doing that now? Well, what it, happened? Was, it was kind of interesting um, because it was a fairly significant acquisition and it was a gold resource. Um, so so to give you an idea about how close we were, it was, uh, it was um, uh, we're on the precipice, <laughs> suffice to say. And, yeah, there were terms being discussed and uh, some pretty conversations being, pretty big conversations being had. But the focus has turned to other acquisitions um, and really my... One of my driving forces, which I've not talked about, I've kind of talked about indirectly, is just protecting shareholders' interest in the companies. So I don't want to do anything that's massively dilutive um, and I don't want to spoil the returns that we're going to get out of Alpha Capitan, but I do want to create something that can help us develop Capitan. So without being too uh, obtuse about it, you know, I want to get something that's actually going to generate some pretty immediate returns for the company. Don't want to get too big for your boots, mate. Not too quick. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant stuff. Mate, it, it is fantastic. I've loved our chat and your energy and your confidence, but also your your, your focus is, um, is I can feel it coming across the room and it's uh, people who are in pretty good hands there with the whole team, just judging by the way you've spoken here today. So I appreciate you coming in and um, Father of the Year probably got 2024 all over, I reckon. So uh, you'll have everything covered, mate. You won't have to worry uh, uh, for a single yes, thing. Yes, It's been great to be here, Tim. Yeah, Thank you very much. In, Simon. Simon Ely is our guest. And, of course, it's been another episode of ASX Market Goss. Love your feedback. Don't forget you can make a comment. You can like us, share us, tell your colleagues, counterparts of the community, spread the word, get it out there because it's starting to really gain some traction in, in the market. And we've uh, been very lucky to have these chats. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform, iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, RSS.com. Follow us, like us, leave us, rate us and give us your feedback. And we'll be keeping an ear and an eye out for a next episode and we'll keep digging to find more guests to chat with about on our ASX Market Goss. Simon Ely from M3 Mining, ASX code M3M Executive Director. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks very much, Tim. The content of this podcast is intended to be general in nature and is not personal financial product advice. It does not address the circumstances of any individual or entity. You should not construe any of this information or other part of the material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other professional advice. ASX Market Goss and its employees are not financial advisors. You should consider seeking independent legal, financial, taxation or other advice to check how any information relates to your unique circumstances. Nothing contained in this podcast constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by ASX Market Goss or any third party to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments in this or any other jurisdiction in which such solicitation or offer would be unlawful under the securities laws of such jurisdiction.